Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be sharing our predictions for Disney Plus Day, which is coming up in just over about two weeks. We'll also be um, talking about She-Hulk and what's going on with HBO Max and much more. But before we go into that quick bit of housekeeping, if you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe here on YouTube. You can also subscribe on the audio platforms. Follow us over at What's On at DisneyPlus.com. Favorite, you know, join the email list. Facebook, Twitter, all of that. Right, let's jump into it. So let's start off with our Disney Plus Day predictions. So Disney Plus Day this year is going to be a little bit different to what it was last year, because last year it was on the 12th of November, and I know a lot of people have been like, why to change it? Well, that date means nothing for, <laughs> like, Disney Plus is in, like, 70, 80 countries. Disney Plus launched on that date in four. <laughs> so it's not really kind of really that important in terms of... of and technically, Disney Plus has already launched like six weeks before in the Netherlands from that day anyway. So it doesn't really it doesn't really mean anything. So they're going to be doing it the day before the D23 Expo, which drastically changes what they're doing. Because what that means is over the D23 Expo, there's going to be at least three major panels that are going to be taking place. There's going to be a, a studio showcase on the Friday afternoon from Pixar and Walt Disney Studios and Walt Disney Animation. So we know there's going to be some things revealed there. There's going to be a studio showcase on the Saturday morning from Marvel, Lucasfilm, and 20th Century Studios. And then on the afternoon on Saturday, there's going to be a Warner, uh, sort of not Warner, a Disney branded television one, which is like National Treasure, American-born Chinese, and things like that. So we know we've got some big presentations coming up over that weekend, which I think is going to drastically change what Disney Plus Day is, because according to the official information, it's about exclusive new content. Some classic content, um, special uh, special offers, special experiences, fan things. Nowhere in any of the um, any of the press releases does it state any announcements or any big things. So we are going to go into a little bit of that in terms of of maybe some predictions. But I want to set this up right now as a major thing of don't go in expecting them to be doing um, dropping big trailers. Um, Big announcements for new shows they're going to be holding that for the d23 event which people have paid you know money to sit there they've got you know there's there's tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of people i don't know how many it can add i think it's a good hundred thousand people will be at, at the anaheim convention center over that weekend so that's when they're going to be making everything so i just wanted to put that in there to begin with now we do know some stuff that's going to be coming so well, let's go run through some what we do know so it's, as I said, it'll be happening on Thursday, the 8th of September. We're going to be getting the brand new Pinocchio movie, um, which stars um, Tom Hanks as Geppetto, which I think that's a big enough release. I mean, that's a, that's a major, major release anyway. Um, we're also getting Cars on the Road, a brand new series of shorts. There's going to be um, Terra Incognita, which is a new Latin American um, Disney Plus original that will be launching. There's also a new documentary series called Growing Up that has been put together by Brie Larson. We're also getting Epic Adventures with Bertie Gregory. Um, so that one's uh, a new National Geographic series. Plus internationally, we're going to be getting the entire first season of Wedding Season, which is a brand new British comedy that's going to be coming out. Plus, like here in the UK, we're also getting um, the first six episodes of the Mike series, which actually comes out this week. I'm coming in the US on Hulu and on Disney Plus in like, Australia and Canada. I suspect there's going to be some more things being there. But let's jump into your ideas first off, James. What are you predicting is going to happen on Disney Plus Day? Not an incredible amount, to be honest. <laughs> uh, it'll mostly be announcements on 
the next coming panels for the few the next few days because that'll be D23. Um, but they will probably drop some release dates. That's gonna be my my first one for release dates for the major titles. So that list that you had is very suspiciously yeah. free of Marvel and Star Wars titles. Yeah. Uh, that so that seems like an obvious uh, choice where mm-hmm. you know uh, Andor will be in progress and or will it finish by then? Well, no, no, and Andor and Andor's coming. Start. Sorry. Andor's been moved. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking She-Hulk. Well, we are going to get a new. I was just going to say we are getting a new episode of She-Hulk on that day as well. Mm -hmm. So, but that—that's the normal release. That's not a special episode. She-Hulk will be in progress. Andor will be at the end of the month, and then what comes next? Uh, I think Bad Batch, and that's about all that we know about. Yeah, Um, I'm expecting Bad Batch release date. It could be done on Disney Plus Day. That could that could be quite an easy little. I think that one wouldn't be a I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if that was announced on Disney Plus Day and or they do it in the Lucasfilm panel. It, it could go either way on that one. That was that was definitely one on the. In terms of like content that I think might drop, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we got like a a Disney gallery on Obi Wan Kenobi. I swear, oh, that, my, yes, my, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, that would be a good yeah. idea. And obviously, as well, there's another big Marvel property which could drop on that day, which I think is rather suspiciously missing from August's list. And obviously, that is for Love and Thunder. I feel like that is because it's very strange. Because as of today, we've not had the US list for September, which is very late. I mean, the fact we're in, it's, 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 it's only thing that's been this late once before. Yeah, I think they're holding on to next week till they reveal that four will be coming on Disney Plus Day. I feel like that's kind of going to be the, the big one, really. It'll either drop on Disney Plus Day or the day it's announced, or sorry, the date it's coming will be announced at D23, uh, Disney Plus yeah. Day. Yeah, uh, it, yeah, you're right. It could be, they could hold on to it a little bit longer. I, they might want to give it a bit longer in the cinema. Because I think it's still going pretty well at the cinema, so they might mm. not want to to sabotage even like a you know a handful of million, you know, which you know, to them is not that much. To, to well, actually, yeah, that was a, yeah, actually that was a topic I, I forgot I was going to bring up as well about cinemas having a little bit of an issue. But nevertheless, let's t- um, keep on Disney Plus Day. So, what else do you think? Um, do you think they're going to drop any like classic stuff on Disney Plus Day? At this point, there's not that many left, except for the kind of more obscure stuff the stuff that like one or two people are super interested in and and not that much else yeah uh, i mean it'd be nice if we could get something like um house of mouse or big you know something like big bear blue i keep messing it, up, not, yeah something something that a lot of people have been asking for give us a few of them to kind of bulk out um just to, or even a I really want that commitment to what they're doing because there's really been not a lot of um, library content being dropped. So be, it would be nice to get a few things added that day. If they talk about it, I suspect it will just be a we are adding more library content rather than dropping specific names because, uh, yes, we, we all have titles that we grew up with um, that, you know, they're special to us but obviously aren't that big, mm. uh, you know, globally or or well known like for me it was the cat from outer space it was a a a disney movie from the 1970s it'd be on disney channel today if it was released now it people know about it but most people don't it's already on the channel so that's Mm. obviously not going to get mentioned but everyone has one of these movies that they grew up with Mm. and it's frustrating when it's not on disney plus yeah but it's go ahead I was gonna. I feel like there's a there's a whole like generation, and it's a bit younger than us. That um, there's there's like a whole like 
big chunk of television shows that are missing from Disney Plus from like the let's say the noughties. That's there's quite a lot missing from that era that a, a lot of like sort of people want to have the nostalgia for. Whereas like I would say for uh, for me personally. The Disney stuff I grew up on as a kid is already all on there. I'm not, right. I don't really feel like for me, it's like, well, no, I've had already had my nostalgia, but I know there's a lot of stuff that of people that are younger than us that is missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that there was a lot, and that might, might be a lot of it down to licensing and other issues going on with it. But um, I'm hoping they do add something. I, I feel, or you know, start raiding the 20th library plus up and some general, it just feels very lacking. It just, it, it's, it could do with a, a bit of a boost. Yeah, so even though you know the the target audience for a lot of these ones that are missing is small, it would be a good gesture to get them on there. And yeah, because somebody will be happy if you if you read the library and you find this title that was out and that uh, you know it had one season in two thousand two mm-hmm. and you know, its Nielsen ratings were somewhere down in the zeros. You know, uh, somebody still watched that. Somebody mm-hmm. was still wondering where it is. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, <laughs> it's, I feel like it just, it, it could do with something. And I feel like this could be a perfect opportunity for Disney to pick up some little brownie points right now, especially with everything that's been going on with HBO Max. I feel yes. like this could be a really good option for them to kind of come in and just like, you know, you know, just deliver some stuff, you know, I know like there's shows like Fillmore that's not in the US yet, you know, there's a, like, I don't know if Pepper Ann has been on, there's a load of stuff from, from that, like that era that, um, that they could add, and I'm hoping that they do something like that, I also would like them to put some more, some mature stuff on there as well, put, some, put a few big things on there, um, Hopefully we'll find that next week, because we, we are pretty close, we're literally, it's two weeks Thursday till Disney Plus Day, um, and so I feel like that we could be getting some more content. Yeah, it's not even brownie points. It's reassurance points. With what's going over on HBO Max, we'll talk about it in a minute. Uh, people would like to be, you know, to know that the content that is here on Disney Plus is not just going to be arbitrary pulled, whether it's the, yeah. the new stuff or the old stuff. Yes, every month we do lose a title or two, um, sometimes at a very random time, but nothing like what's going over on HBO Max. Yeah. But people... People need to know if I subscribe yeah. to Disney Plus, my you know Disney afternoon from the '90s is still going to be there. I'm going yeah. to be able to watch Gargoyles and the Aladdin show and Rescue uh, Rangers and so on, things like that. If, if the other streamers haven't noticed, picked up on the trend of what's happened this week, that, that of how to like basically burn through your audience, um, they're getting a very good good lesson in that now. But we're going to do that again. The only other thing I'm thinking, um, I, I don't know if we're going to get much more from Marvel or Star Wars. Um, I feel like a gal. Uh, I mean, they could maybe do a, a, the opposite thing. They might drop a couple episodes of Bad Batch and maybe start the premiere. But it it feels too soon. It doesn't feel like they've got the hype machine ready. Everything's on Andor um, for Star Wars right now. The the one thing I would like, I don't think they're going to do this, but I th- I would really like if they did is the uh, is to do a super cut of those last four episodes of Clone mm-hmm. Wars. Like I said, I I don't think that's on their radar. I don't think it's a priority for them at all. They mm. they have not talked about it, so I, I'm pulling this yeah. from what I want rather than from any announcements. Mm. But that would be a great little thing, and hopefully not too difficult for them to do. Mm. But in terms of like dropping items, putting them onto the service, there's yeah, I I suspect they want to hold on to Bad Batch until after Andor yeah. is done, so you don't have the overlap. But because mm. originally we'll on see. the Disney Plus app, it did actually state that it was coming on the 28th of September. Mm-hmm. That was when they and then they took it off the website 
Um, so that's very interesting, and there's been other dates and stuff floated around. The only other thing I can think of for Marvel, maybe if they drop four eleven thunder, they might drop uh, Marvel assembled at the same time. So that would give them a double dose. Um, I don't know. I mean, they 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 maybe could add some shows like The Gifted or um, Hellstrom or Legion to kind of just boost boost out because they're not oh Hit Monkey or Modoc something like that to kind of fill out a little bit more on the Marvel yeah. side. I mean, The Gifted was a really good show, good. too. It had some slow points. It had some weak points, especially the beginning of season one. But it actually turned into a very good show by the end. And it was disappointing that we weren't going to get any more, yeah. although that was all from you know the Fox yeah. deal from several years ago. Hitmonkey, Modoc, yeah. It'd be good to have them on the service simply yeah. simply because they are Marvel. And now uh, with mature content being on the service, yeah. there's really no reason not to have yeah. them except for uh, licensing agreements because th there's probably some contracts yeah. tangled up in there i also have a little bit of a i'm gonna put a, a bit of a wild card out there and i don't know if only murders in the building might be a um because the finale is coming up next week um it'd be out for a week and do what they did with orville and kind of go well oh here you go and like i think that would be quite an interesting like drop because it's 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 a very popular show it would reach a different audience and it would it's essentially sharing some content, which I think that we're going to see a lot more of. But that's my little wild card. I think of maybe if they're going to drop some general entertainment, that one might be one that they could drop drop in. It would certainly be a good one to do, you know, with it ending mm -hmm. that week. Uh, and what they they just added like Father of the Bride onto the back onto the service, mm -hmm. which of course has a couple of those yeah. guys in it. Um, just if they do that, make sure they include the final episode this mm. time, guys. Don't wait yeah. a week because that that happened with the Orville. But the only uh, other the other one I've got an idea for maybe might be some Grey's Anatomy, um, because um, they announced yesterday the Disney um, Legends lineup for um, the D twenty three Expo, which is kind of like their Hall of Fame kind of thing, and two of the main actors um, are going to be inducted into the Disney Hall of Fame. So that wouldn't be, I'm like, well, that could be kind of nice little tie up of, to tie in, you know, like, you know, maybe put 15 or 16 seasons on there. I mean, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. That's the only thing in the US. Internationally, it's here. But I don't know. It's just, it could be, could be a little bit of a wild card. I, again, I'm just pulling some things out my butt at the minute. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what the, uh, where Grey's Anatomy is on the streaming over here, but that yeah. would be a big name. I think it's kind of died down a little bit in the last few years, but it, it it's got what 18 19 yeah, 18 seasons. seasons it's got spin-offs it's it's a well-known name yeah it, it would be a pretty big item on there and i suspect that with the number of episodes available it would probably end up in the frequently watched tab uh, yeah quite frequently well, it, yeah here in the uk it's always in the top five mm -hmm. so that again it might not happen i, I don't i think i'm i've just looked there on and it's not showing up it's only um it might be on netflix but yeah that there is as far as that it's like as, as far as the content drops i think that's probably it. i think we've probably got a quite a good lineup across everything the only things i think they might could they could announce maybe limitless the release date for the new chris hemsworth documentary because there's going to be a special presentation during d23 in one of the side halls and it's like it's got to be getting pretty close um so i thought i could see them doing some national geographic um release dates kind of on Disney Plus Day as a, a couple of little announcements. The only reason I might say not in that case is, as you said, they do have the special presentation for that. So that would seem like the more likely spot where they'll, yeah. they'll talk about it. 
And for whatever reason, they seem to be going in pretty heavy on National Geographic this year yeah. in Disney. By heavy, I mean they have that presentation and then they have the presentation of the Birdie uh, one, which is also dropping in the near future. And I think there's one or two other panels. So in terms of National Geographic, so that's a pretty big presence at D23 to be in the hall several times. Yeah. Uh, not not the hall, sorry. Uh a presentation at mm. one of the panels it's definitely something that would be like a nice little announcement for that show to kind of go and here's mm-hmm. the date and get that out there um but yeah i i'm just i, I know a lot of people are expecting um a lot of there's gonna be no marvel announcements there'll be no star wars announcements you know they're going to be keeping all that for the saturday morning um presentation if there's a, um if there is going to be any um just have to, I, I feel like because so many people are getting like we're gonna it's like no i mean it's like yeah, there's just no, there's nowhere in their incentive that seems to be about getting that out. I think there's going to be an offer. I think there'll be offers, but it's not about really announcements that day. They might drop teasers, uh, and I, I mean teasers, not the current trend where the teaser is actually a trailer, like a, yeah. a four-second block with maybe a logo in shadows or slowly revealing the Badge Batch season two logo or something like that, and then a little message: find out more Saturday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can see that. Yeah, I'm I'm like, I mean, it's like it's a bit tricky because it's a little bit like I, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we get some more generic stuff of like like a a, a clip or a a new trailer for Hocus Pocus two, you know, because that's coming out pretty soon. You know, maybe another trailer for Under Wraps two and the release date for that or something like that. Just very low key stuff. I'm just not. Um, I'm thinking more like National Streaming Day announcements rather than like the investors because <laughs> right yeah and of course the main thing is you know when it happened last year it was by itself disney yeah. plus day was by itself there were no other major events in the near uh proximity of it so we got a lot of announcements for it there is a small event yeah. <laughs> right next to disney plus days which they are saving so so keep expectations tempered uh, it's, it's also star trek day as well I didn't actually realize. Yeah, that. it's actually it is actually Star Trek Day as well. Oh. So there, so Paramount has got a big campaign running for that thing. So there's a few things like that. Um, so there's definitely going to be a an interesting thing. I it's it's I'm expecting as well. We're going to see um act. You know, we're going to have what did he call it? Activations across the synergy. You know, basically, there's going to be stuff going on in Disneyland. You know, we're going to be there that day. Um, I suspect the night. The, the castles will all be blown up blue. Um, you know, there'll be stickers and like photo opportunities at the theme parks, probably in Paris, Orlando. There'll probably be some pop-up stuff happening in like London and Paris and Los Angeles um, and in Sydney and things. I can, I can expect there's going to be little celebrations going on in each place. You know, I wouldn't be at all surprised if they do an offer for um, an annual pass or an annual subscription, like $10 off or $20 off um, an annual subscription that day as well, because they've talked about offers and they've not really done a lot, but I, um, or even a really low cost to get people in for the day, just to, you know, like get a, a month for like $2.99 or $3.99 or something like that. Well, it'll be interesting because being a D23 member was one of the ways that you could get the three year subscription back when Disney Plus first launched. And obviously, D23 is for people. Uh, who yeah. are really hardcore into the industry. So with that three-year anniversary coming up, where that, you know, the if you bought the three-year yeah. pass, you're, you're now coming up for renewal. It would make sense for them to have an offer to say, hey, you, you subscribed three years ago. 
uh, we there's a price change coming. Uh, there is a temporary opportunity for you to renew right now at this price for a year or something. Yeah, I'm not, I wouldn't expect any longer than a year. I've had a few people no. ask me going, oh, we're getting it. It's like, you know, I'm not going to give you a free year deal at the rate that you got. Because I mean, it was a little bit. I've seen some tweets and they go, well, it's costing me about $4 a month and it's going to go up to 11 Yeah, you've had a really, really, really good deal. Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, I would just be like, you've got a really, really good deal before. Um, there's no it, reason for them to do it now. No, it, it's difficult to remember now because it was so long ago, but this was all pre-COVID, of yeah. course, you know, signing up for this. We did not know what's coming down the yeah. pipeline in terms of like world events. And... So when Disney Plus was originally launching, they're like, we need to get people on this. They need to yeah. be incentivized. And our, these are our hardcore fans right here. Let's toss them a bone because that will get us a lot of subscribers because subscriber numbers are the most important thing when you're reporting to shareholders. They don't need that anymore. I think they will throw still throw a bone. Or even if they do like a three-year plan, mm -hmm. they might. It will be literally like you're saving $10 a year or $15 yeah. a year total. I just can't. I can't see them doing a three-year plan because I think they're going to want to do probably two, at least two more price rises in that in that time period. Because let's be honest, the prices, you know, with inflation and prices are going to be going up anyway. Um, but yeah, so I think that's that. Um, as far as like our D twenty three predictions, we did do an episode um, re earlier this month with that one. So ch we don't want to go all into that because we we've kind of already gone through all of those things. But in terms of Disney Plus Day, you know, it's going to be a little bit different this year. It's more of a warm up. Um, I feel like for the D23 to get, and it's, and I'll be honest, it makes more sense for them to try and just do, here's all this new stuff we're putting on today. Here's some special offers to get you to sign up. And we're going to be making lots of announcements over the week, weekend. And I feel like that is more the a natural way. And you know, there'll be photo opportunities. I mean, I wouldn't be at all. Yeah. It's like, like I said, if they didn't have the D23 expo right there and then you'd be like, It'd be a completely different situation, but it's like they have got, you know, their own Comic Con going on, um, where they, you know, it it is a major event for Disney, and it's the first one they've held for since you know 2019. Yeah, there's a lot of factors going into mm. it, so uh, keep those expectations tempered. I know I said yeah. that already, but it's important to reiterate that. Um, and again, also, this is a Disney Plus podcast. We're focusing on the Disney Plus. Most of the people there are probably not going to be too concerned with Disney Plus predictions. Mm. They're going to be looking forward to the Marvel panel, to the mm. parks and uh, uh, the, the parks, parks panel yeah. on the that's that's going to be a huge panel. Yeah, uh, things like that. So yes, yeah, so there's all stuff there. Um, we're we're going to be at the D23 Expo, so we're going to be doing lots of coverage. So just a heads up that weekend with the D23 Expo, there won't be a traditional podcast. There'll be lots of other content going up, and um, depending on our Wi-Fi, that's, that's the way we're going to play it. Right. So let's now jump into some other quick story. So earlier this week, it was um, unfortunately Avatar was removed from Disney Plus in the United States, uh, or actually it was it was it was a it was a global release. They they pretty much took it, they took it off of it everywhere. Um, which, as, as as you'd expect, has annoyed people because the reason is is because well, it's not rocket science, but Disney are re-releasing Avatar in cinemas at the end of September. They want to boost the numbers back up. There's also it's going to have improved audio. There's also maybe like rumors that they've actually like adjusted the, the visuals a little bit. There might be some tweaks. So therefore, it's like a, a, essentially like a, he's doing a you know there might be a little bit better. Why they didn't just hold off and put it on afterwards? I do think this is a 
not great. It, and it, it caught, you know, I mean, you know, our, our article got p picked up by lots of major sites and stuff. Um, yeah, it caught on because it's such a big movie. Uh, I don't, I don't think it was good. I mean, they're not doing it with Rogue One because that's being re-released in cinemas next week. But with Avatar, there is, and I think it's a little bit. I think it's a bit shady. I, I'll be honest. I'm not. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree with that. I don't think this was a great move because the appeal of seeing of of watching Avatar again is to see it in the big theater. It's enough of a draw by itself that you know you want to see it in, in all its glory. It's a spectacle movie. It is a special effects mm -hmm. movie. Seeing it in the theater is quote unquote, the way to see it. And if, if people want to see it that way, then it doesn't matter if it's on Disney plus or not. Oh, and it's like, you've got, you've got the Blu-rays, you know, we've got the DVDs, you can buy it, you can rent it. And also, I mean, it would have made, you know, it still would have been a, a big thing maybe a month or two months later when they turn just before the announcement and go oh here's the new improved version on disney plus and turn it into a bigger thing but just sneakily sneakily taking it away and go we hope no one notices it's like you, it's one of the big it's the biggest movie you can't just take it off and not get and someone's not going to notice it's just like yeah, it's, it's a little bit it, it i it's, it's it's not good i mean it's just it's not a good look um, yeah, yeah, and and even the idea that they've updated the audio, updated the graphics, uh, anything else to it doesn't really bear weight. They could leave the original version on Disney yeah. Plus and still be like, "Yeah, this is still a great version, but we've got this version in theaters right now." You know, you want to go see it. And, it, and to be honest, let's be, how many percentage of people are going to be sat there with a Disney Plus subscription, being like, "I'll go to the cinema because I want to watch it again." And they're like, "No, it's." 10 12 years old i'll watch it again when the second because they're gonna want it on that on disney plus before the second film comes out in november to remind everyone but yeah no it's, it's just a, it's a little bit shady but speaking well, of shit oh no, no. yeah I, I think it's yeah i think it's that last point that's actually the real part of it is they get to re-release it on disney plus and make it an announcement yeah avatars back on disney plus and guess what? Avatar 2 is right over here, yeah. guys. Do you remember that? Do you, you've heard of yeah. Avatar 2, right? Et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's, that is actually the real reason yeah. right there. They get, to I mean, have, yeah. Yeah. they get to have another announcement to remind But I think, they would have, I think they would have been able to have the announcement and been like, hey, we're upgrading the version on Disney+. Plus." That would have been an, an announcement enough in itself. But it would, but yeah, it's, it's, when they say, we're going to, it's coming back, like, or, or we've added it. I'm like, no, you took the old one away. You, you, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, yeah, it's not good. Speaking of shady, let's now shift over to what's been going on in HBO Max land, because um, it has been a little bit of a messy, a messy. Wow, I mean, uh, don't undersell it. <laughs> yeah, it, it it has been horrendous, really, with what's been going on with Warner Brothers Discovery. Discovery obviously purchased it, and the axe of Zaslav has been hitting everything in the, I think he walks through the corridors and the staff are probably collaring under the desks because if he looks at them, they're fired or their stuff gets deleted. Um, he as they've gone in and they have removed, I think it's like 30 to 40 HBO max originals. The canceling shows left, right and center. Batgirl got canceled. Um, this project gets canceled. Deleting stuff off of um, off HBO Max in mass, um, and they're not just deleting it, but then going through and removing every social media post, the YouTube clips, removing them from the old. You know, you can't listen to the soundtrack. You can't even buy the DVD if they did release one, and most of them didn't. They have been deleted from the internet to save some money, either as a tax write-off or um, to stop residuals. 
And it's like, it has really been just like, I mean, HBO Max's name has just been trashed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they were offering 40% off and I did joke that I think they got, I think the, in- the intern got the wrong message and he took 40% off of HBO Max. Instead <laughs> of just the price. I mean, it's like, it's just like now, just like Disney just going, right, yeah, yeah. We know all those shows we put on. Yeah, we're deleting them all. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. So something like maybe Shop Class and Be Our Chef, they could have got rid of for a tax purpose. That might have been all right. But not, you know, it's just to get rid of everything. And it's just like, it has completely undermined um, streaming services confidence for everybody. And it's not just as this is hitting Disney. This will hit Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, because now it's like, oh, you know, the, the idea that Disney Plus was this vault and it was our little safe where we could put. It's like it's not. It's not that. It's a it's a mobile library truck that's going around your community and occasionally it puts new things on and it takes things off. Um, it is not a library or it's not a, an archive or a museum. You know, it's a it's a living, breathing thing, and you're only leasing stuff. You know. And yeah, hatred. I mean, they have really just destroyed. I feel a lot of confidence in the streaming platforms. Yeah, it's worth keeping in mind. It's they're they're taking from both ends of the pile here too. Yeah. So they've got a lot of archival content, which is just gone. It, it's completely gone. And it's not hyperbole to say it is literally being purged from the internet, at least from official sources. That they're yeah. gone. They're, they're just yeah. there's no reference to them. And. They're also taking stuff that hasn't even been announced. Obviously, Batgirl is the big one, but shows, a lot of shows which were almost done and ready to be released are gone. They, they're never going to be released now. And, and reference to, the, to them are gone. And this is, and all of it just evaporated into the air. And yes, it's worth pointing out this, this is true of every streaming service. This is part of the reason why I still have a handful of DVD, uh, well, Blu-rays and 4Ks and things like that is, if I'm going to watch it multiple times, I want to have it. Whereas if it's on streaming, okay, I can watch it once and then I'm done and I got my value out of it. But now we're seeing that even that's not necessarily safe. And this is impacting creators as well because yeah. your, your resume as a creator is the shows you create. And you, ha- and, you know, you have an animator and they're applying to Disney and Disney's like, all right, what have you done? Show us what you've done. And it's like, well, I worked on this cartoon that's on HBO Max. Like, well, okay, let's go see it. What's your partner? Well, it doesn't exist anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, it's not, I mean, some of them are like multiple seasons and some mm-hmm. of them, you know, I've seen some artists and like creators and stuff and they're like, we've worked for five years of our lives through COVID doing all of this, which, you know, we were doing overtime, time away from our families and stuff. And you've literally just deleted it. I mean, we talked, um, you know, there's a lot of discussion, like, was it last year or the year before when you know the the person in charge of HBO at the time took all the took everything at the cinemas and put onto HBO Max and how it was going to be horrendous like this guy's I mean that there's also that feeling of, and it was like the creative problems it feels like now even more so of like he has undermined creative you know who's going to want to work for them when they can delete their product so fast it's this is a this is a multi layered level and then sitting there going. We've spent a hundred million dollars advertising House of Dragons, and that's an amazing series, and it's a big, the most we've ever spent. Like, well, maybe spend ninety million, and you could have saved all of this stuff. It's just incredible. And then having to do a forty percent off discount off HBO Max because you've essentially destroyed any, you know. Oh, we're going to delete this app next year, by the way, but we're already starting to move stuff over, and it's like 
it is um, absolute. I mean, it makes Chapek look amazing. I'll be honest. With you. I mean, it really is taking the pressure of him going, and he can go, kind of, I'm not as bad as Zaslov. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, he does have to say that from now yeah. on. And we brushed on this earlier Disney, Netflix, um, Paramount, Amazon, all of them are going to have to go, hey, yeah. We see what's happening over with HBO Max. We can see the smoke signals. <laughs> um, your content is safe. And if we're going to remove content, we'll let you know. And we'll let you know where it's going. And we're not going to purge yeah. it from the internet. You know? And they found out. They found finding out on the internet, the creators and stuff. Of like the, in, I mean, yeah, literally yesterday, it was they removed two or 300 episodes of Sesame Street overnight. You know, and it's just like, I feel like the, comp I mean, you wouldn't want to take out an HBO Max subscription for a year because you're like, well, what's going to be left by the time that, you know, and like, and then they go, well, we're putting a CNN hub onto Disney, onto Discovery Plus. Okay. Why? Um, yeah. It's like, I, I, but it's, I, it's like, I mean, I understand like, because this is the way I was trying to explain, I um, explained this to a few people who like, I understand the tax loss situation with Batgirl, right? Because Batgirl hadn't been released. Batgirl was it was going to cost more money more money to keep fixing it, building it, getting it out there than it was going to bring in, and they were planning on closing off the app, and therefore it wasn't. The only way I can look at it, like with some of these shows they put on to, um, like it's a bit like I said, well, if I had my cafe, me selling somebody a bacon sandwich and then walking out halfway through their dinner, whipping their plate away and going, well, you, well, I've paid for this. Yeah. Well, it's a tax. I can claim this as a tax write off now. And it's like this people have paid for this stuff. I can't understand how you can claim something as a tax write off when the customers actually, when this product has made money, it's, it's there's some talks that, you know, residuals where they you know hbo has to pay money to the creators and the people and it's going to cost more money moving forward but it does feel like you know it's 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 done a lot of damage with the streaming services and creators yeah and this combined with disney plus announcing price increase netflix's ongoing woes things like that it you can definitely see this is going to be a thing going forward for a long time not specifically stuff getting removed but skepticism of the market of getting in streaming uh yeah, yeah. and the only thing i can say to it is that like maybe he got in there and the financials were just so awful like like warner brothers is it yeah. it's going to be one of those uh documentaries a number of years ago where they or years from now where there's gonna be like yeah warner brothers was so far in the red that he had to make cuts like this uh mm. but even then you know what does that say for the rest of us because most of these companies are operating at a loss on their streaming companies yeah. disney included yeah and that's the big fear then someone comes in they're the new head of disney and like we're losing how much on disney plus every year you're spending how much on andor and she hulk and so on um, cut the whole thing. We we can't afford to lose this kind of money over time. I do feel like um, I think that we will be they, we are going to go for an adjustment of like how much they're spending on content. I think we are going to see that in the in the years ahead. And I think when Disney can combine and start doing some cost saving, that'll help um, with their content and stuff. But it's it's, it's interesting. Now speaking of the business, um, also this past week. Um, Cineworld announced that it was going into um, bankruptcy in the US. 
And with that there, that's kind of led to a lot of um, issues with um, cinemas now, like what's going on with cinemas. They're saying there's not enough titles coming out, but it really does just kind of show really of what's going on with the industry. Because this is the fallout from the pandemic, you know, AMC really got lucky with that whole meme stock where they were able to generate billion. If, if it wasn't for that, they would be gone as well. You know, we're seeing the after effects. You know, there was always this talk that there was too many screens. There was too many of them. I know people, you know, get accustomed to having lots of choice, but it's just the, the rent that the, they're paying. They're not enough people are going. And they're turning around going, well, we need more movies. And it's like, yeah, but you are your business is selling other people's movies. You don't make anything. You know these cinema companies. It's all. It's it's a bit like a, you know you you're not making anything. You can blame everybody else, but there's still movies being released. There's still stuff coming out weekly. It's just you've got reliant on these big um you know these big blockbusters. But yeah, so I mean at the minute, Cinema World, which is also like Regal Cinemas in the US, um, Picture House as well, they're still saying they're not closing down. I mean, I think this bankruptcy system basically means they can sort themselves out. But there's, there's probably going to be hundreds of, uh, they think they've got like 700 cinemas around the world. There's talk of maybe 100 to 200 maybe having to close, they're like the, um, the smaller ones. You know, we're, we are going to see, um, you know, a contraction of screens, you know, because as, as habits have not gone back after the pandemic, you know, box office is still, I think, 30 odd percent down on 2019 and you know we've all changed habits you know and with a recession going in people are less likely to go to the cinema because they're not going to want to spend the money no it's just really expensive to go to the cinema and it has been for a while and i can absolutely understand people not want to go the only reason i go to the cinema at the moment is uh for movies that we're going to review mm. on here i I have not been going to see other movies. I did go to see Top Gun. That was the yeah. only non-Marvel, non-Disney movie that I've seen uh, since 2020, 2019, somewhere around there. Anyway, yeah. point point being, the market's not back there yet. And more movies wouldn't solve it. You need, you need specific movies to get people back in. People went and saw Spider-Man. People went and saw The Batman. Mm. The, they were movies that people were eagerly awaiting to see i think that people went and saw top gun as well mm. but these smaller movies the the ones that traditionally prop yeah. you up uh you know they, they don't draw in the huge numbers but they kind of prop things up and they still sell a couple bags mm. of popcorn people aren't going to see those they're not worth the mm. risk they're not worth the cost especially if you can just see them on streaming or you can rent them off amazon and google uh in a yeah. month and a half it's it's gonna be interesting how this falls out and then like you know the fingers are kind of going all over the place at the minute, like what they're doing. But it's, like it's, it's, it's the whole industry has gone through a shift. The audience has gone through a shift, and they're having to adjust. And also, we are getting the post effect of those issues from the pandemic of filming and things being shifted back. Um, I mean, it's, it's like Disney now. I mean, we, you know, we've got a few 20th century studios coming up in the next couple of months, which are looking, for, but they're not going to be big blockbusters. The next big one from Disney now is Black Panther in November. Um, that's a long way away. Um, so and like, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting because I I feel like they you know they they're probably just going to have to really start streamlining their their business, you know, and and going down it. And AMC, I mean, they're kind of you know, I think he's been selling all this stock anyway. But um, there's a lot of other stuff going on with AMC. They're not they're not in a great position, and I, you know, it's like concessions and ticket prices and all the rest of the same way. They you know they need more people in, you know. The, 
but the concessions are so expensive that people just you know i mean i've i've always taken food in i've never i wouldn't pay those prices you can't afford it it costs more it's like i mean between the parking and the um the the, the uh, snacks and stuff it's like you know you're looking at like for me on my own it would cost like 20 plus quid to go to the cinema and it's that's a lot i, I actually yeah i haven't even brought snacks in i just don't have any snacks at the movie i i haven't done that i haven't had a snack at the movies probably since like 2015 or something like that it's just even bringing it in is not really worth it anymore one thing though that i i do remember doing is i i used to have a theater when i lived in new hampshire uh called chunky's uh, great name for a theater. <laughs> but if you signed up for their mailing list, uh, they would frequently send out um, free coupons to go see a movie. So the movie was free. Um, and one of their their models was that they would bring meals to you. Uh, at, and it'd be proper meals. You, you could order a hamburger and, and uh, you know various things like that. And that was their model. They, they'd get you in to see the movie and then they would charge you for $15 yeah. for It's, it's very paper. funny because here in the UK, we don't have this food system. There's no, mm -hmm. you don't get a meal. There's no sitting down and having a meal while you're watching a, a, a movie. And I, I had a few people going, oh, you can, you know, you sit there. Like, I remember going seeing Solo at this downtown Disney at Disney Springs. And then like, you know, someone sat next to me eating a pizza that they brought in and someone brought, I'm like, what is that? Why are you, you know, it's like, but then actually, it's like for me, as someone just, just gone to, I don't want to be sat there with people eating dinners. I keep in mind when you're going to one of these theaters, it's not the traditional setup of you just yeah. kind of in rows of chairs. There are actual proper tables, and it, it's set up to accommodate people eating. So you're not but, just yeah. sitting with someone who's got a big old pizza box in their lap eating. He did. That's all he had. Oh. He had a he had a literally a pizza it, in his lap, and it was but just I, like that's hardly a bag of chips. <laughs> no, but I, I'm. I'm talking more like the cinema draft houses yeah. or the the, yeah. the chunkies, which is the one that I went to. Mm. They were set up to accommodate people eating a proper meal there while watching the film. Yeah, going to an AMC and a person having a box with a you know just pulling slices out of it is. I'll agree with you on that one. That's I do remember. I was up. I went to cinema um, up in Canada in Toronto um, once when I was visiting, and you know and they had like a food court like in the hot lobby. And like we just don't have anything like that here in the UK. You know, you can get, you know, some popcorn and some like really expensive chocolate or or ice cream. So that whole thing is just like that's just just wouldn't. I don't think it would fly here. You know, it's just, and it would be too expensive for them to get up and. And also, I think they've had problems, obviously, with um, just in general social behavior has changed as well. You know, with how people are and you know with like mobile phones and everything, it's just not quite the same experience that it used to be. No, and that that's a, a societal problem far mm. beyond movies. The mm. there does seem to be a, a general atmosphere that people are a little less polite, a little more on edge and quick to snap about things, or yeah, just sit there and browse Twitter while the movie they're sitting next to you and yeah. it's like, Can you put that away? And well, I think especially if you especially if you're on a if you're gone with your partner or your friend and you aren't just, just, you've just lost interest in the film. The idea of sitting there for two hours, like, well, I can't do anything. It's like, it's gone now. It's like, oh, my phone's here. I can do stuff. Right. So um, that's all the news and stuff. Like I said, it's been a little bit of a, a, a quieter week with the D23 coming up. Um, it's not been a huge amount of news this week. So before we get into the reviews, just want to say a big hello to some of our supporters on Patreon and YouTube channel members. Thank you so much for your continued support. Um, it means a lot, especially with all the issues and stuff going on, like with um, ad revenue and stuff. So all of your support makes a big um, 
difference. So big thank you to um, Babak. We've also got Paul, Daniel, Elliot, Aero, Caleb, Red Mars Man, Cody, Chris, Jacob, Darren, Lauren. Uh, we've also got the Juice and Andrew. And a huge, huge thank you to Sarah for your continued support. Well, over on the YouTube, a big hello to David, um, Carlton. We've also got uh, Mamoud, Raphael, Adam, Dana, Ricky, Dave. My VCR still works. Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. Make sure as well um, the latest post is up in the community tab within YouTube and also on Patreon for your questions for this week's live Q&A. So let's now talk She-Hulk. So we're going to go into spoilers on episode one. Now I'm going to say this. I have actually seen the first four episodes, but I'm going to be trying to um, stay off of, I will give you some thoughts and stuff, but I'm not going to go into spoilers of what happens too much. But let's start off with you, James. What did you think of episode one of She-Hulk? This was a good first episode. It's the origin episode. So it kind of ends as the origin and then one courthouse scene where uh, a random supervillain who we'll learn more about later, uh, breaks in and people discover that Jennifer is in fact She-Hulk because mm. She-Hulk's she out right there. But I I really enjoyed how they're approaching this. Um, yes, there is that uncanny valley. She kind of looks like an Avatar character, just painted green instead of blue, but you get used to it after a while. Yeah, it's it's, it's a little bit, um, it's a lot more, it was a lot faster pace than we're mm -hmm. used to from, you know, and it, we're definitely into what I would call television mode, um, and this is this is a go across all four episodes. They're all very much like, here's a situation, here's a problem, and a solution, which is what we've been asking. You know, I've been saying about like monster of the week kind of thing. Of there is a little bit of stuff flowing through, but generally they're all self-contained little stories. And um, they have, you know, she's basically has a new. She has to defend somebody different every week. That's what's happened in these first four ones. And it's kind of refreshing, you know, after what we've seen where all the other series were a bit like a, a movie, a long movie cut up into bits. This feels like it's built from a television point of view. Um, yeah. The idea of doing like an origin story and getting it pretty much by the end of the episode, you're up to speed. You are done. No, let's wait six episodes until they put their suit on. You know, she's ready to roll, you know, by the end of the first episode, we, we're in. Right. Although, uh, she has not yet put a proper superhero suit yeah. on, but she she is in superhero mode. It's not, yeah. I have to hide it from everybody. I can't tell my best friends. Like, that was literally the first thing she was like, I told my best friend. She's she's my confidant, and uh, she knows what's going on now, and now everyone knows because uh, I revealed it in the middle of a courthouse. Um, yeah, I appreciate the approach that they're taking with this. And not everything needs to be the big epic story. Not everything needs to be, uh, you know, world-ending events this is just it's a courthouse drama where she happens to be able to take on super villains every once in a while yeah and which is not to say i don't want more of those i'm looking forward to like loki season two and things like that but sometimes it's nice to have something a little slower yeah. like this there is a little threat there is a little kind of thing happening throughout but it's so subtle that um, somebody else had to point out to me that was how subtle it was. Because I was like, well, they're not really. It's like, no, this is happening. Like, oh, right. There. So there's, there's something that goes on, which is building towards something that might be happening later. I don't even know what it is. I, it, was right. so, it was so subtle, I barely noticed it. It has got a very different tone to it. Um, and I really like that. And it was fun because I binged. I literally binged through. I did two episodes, and then the following morning, I did the other two. Um, I watched it again on Thursday um, when it drops because I, I actually wanted to see what it looked like in 4K mm. because the CGI is a little bit ropey in places. Now I do think in episode one 
it was it was it was a lot better. Episode one was like you know they, obviously with the Hulk and stuff they were putting in a little bit more. It was the opening show they had to, but there was a few scenes where I'm interested to see how it looks in 4K and in the, over the next couple of weeks. Um, that was it's, yeah, but it it just doesn't look. It's something about when she's just when she's walking around as she Hulk, it just doesn't look right. And they're doing some little tricks and stuff of like camera behind her when she changes and stuff so they can do less effects and which is fine. I accept it as a TV show, but um yeah, it was it was kind of kind of interesting how all this worked together. Actually for me it was the mouth movements, the way she talks. It it's gotten better over the years. Like we saw this technology with Tarkin in Rogue One and you know Leia uh in um Rise of Skywalker, yeah. things like that. But it's gotten better, but it's still not there. There's still something not quite right yeah. about way the CGI characters are talking. Um, it's getting better. Next time we see it, it'll get better. By which I mean the next show, yeah. not the next episode. Uh, it'll get better over time. Eventually, you know, scarily enough, we might yeah. not even be able to tell. But it, yeah. Yeah. if you were worried about it from the trailers where you're kind of like, this looks a little off. It still looks a little off. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that was literally, honestly, and that, and this is the thing. That was my only complaint from those from those four episodes. Was a little bit like I just got to bring it up. The CGI looks a bit iffy in places, and it looks good most of the time. But there's a few places. But overall, I, it was a fun. It's fun. It's a bit different. Um, there's this whole thing going on, like, and my dad said it last night because it came over, and it was like, well, I didn't know they did she got. It's like she's forty odd years old. You know, it's been around a lot. This is not a new character, but of course, there's a lot of people that go, "Oh, they've just checked. why have they gender flipped?" It's like they brought her in 45 years ago now, nearly. Um, she's not a new character. She's been around. You know, I remember watching her in in the um, in the Incredible Hulk cartoon series when I was a kid. You know, this is not new. It was funny. My mum and dad um, they had my nephews over, so they were watching it because they wanted to see the Hulks fighting. So they're like, I think they kind of speeded through because I said there was. They're like, my mum was going. It wasn't quite as kid friendly as I was. It's like, what? What talking about Captain America's virginity was not. <laughs> so they were like, what? So mum was like, I missed that bit. It's like, yeah, don't watch the end credit. <laughs> well, to be fair, they do mention it in yeah. the, the show itself, but it's it's very. Unless you know what they're talking about, you don't know what they're talking about. You know where she's yeah. going with her argument. They do explicitly go yeah. into it in the post-credit sequence, which and there is a uh, post-credit scene in every episode. Yes, uh, yes, and the the one in the first episode. Yeah. Honestly, I laughed out loud at it, and especially yeah, the way they they did the cut. <laughs> I, it was well done. As long as the quality stays, I'm I'm in for it. it this it's more what you want from the end credit. From Marvels, yeah. yes, it's great when they tease something when you know uh, Julie Louise Dreyfus shows up and it's like, yeah, uh, we're gonna have something for you to do and like wink, wink, Thunderbolts coming and you know, etc. But it, I actually prefer these more these kind of like uh, throwback, uh, but adds to it a little bit uh, and. Yeah, it was a really good ending sequence. I hope the rest of them are good as well. And also as well, I think with She-Hulk, the, the tone and the, the fourth wall breaking and stuff, because I think that's thrown people off. They're going, well, that's copying Deadpool. It's like, no, she did it first. She did you it know, first. She did it first. Um, but I think it's just this kind of thing. I, I, I'm enjoying it. I think I can't wait. Um, it's for me now. I've got to wait till I have to um, D23 for the next new episode because I've uh, seen, which actually worked out really good for me, time, um, timing-wise. 
but it was like with four episodes, I was really able to kind of feel like I got the um, the gist of the series a little bit more because obviously we've only watching one. And I saw this online because I wanted to see what the reaction was. And you are seeing kind of, you know, people weren't fully able to kind of people going, oh, all the critics were saying it was a lot funny, and it wasn't as it's like yeah, but it, the first one was the the origin that kind of it, it gets a little bit funnier. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's really good, and it's I, it's a fun, a really good fun. I'm going to be watching it each week over the next few weeks because I they're small. We've only been like half an hour ones because the next few episodes are a little bit shorter than that first episode. Um, it's a nice, easy, just it's just an easy going to, and it's just a, it feels refreshing because it's different, and yeah, it's it's nice. It's got a good sense of humor. Obviously, I don't know what's coming in the next couple episodes, but it's uh, it's been. A lot of fun just seeing her play off of Bruce and uh, seeing how her transition to being She-Hulk was different from his. And they got plenty of good moments out of it. But yes, this is the origin episode. This is how she gets her powers. This is how she adapts to her powers or doesn't. And this is how she you know, makes her debut, in a sense, uh, to the, re the rest of the world. And it's, it's like I said, it, it feels refreshing from the other. Mar it, it feels like it's like they actually got that this is a TV series. They it is kind of went a little bit back to like the, the, the early episodes of One Division where they knew they were doing they had some different kind of format and they were allowed to explore it a little bit more. Um, whereas you could take Miss Marvel and if you took out the two episodes in the middle, you could actually splice them together and have a movie. You could probably pretty much do something very similar with uh, Moon Knight and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, Loki would be would probably no, be a little bit Loki's a little bit harder because it's so much longer. There were bigger, chunkier episodes, but like Moon Knight, Falcon, and the Winter Soldier, and Miss Marvel could be made into movies. Loki also had lots of little, little tiny plot points that added up to bigger plot points. Yeah. And if you cut some of the yeah. the transition between them, you lose a lot of the story. WandaVision had that to an extent, but yeah, you know, Winter Soldier was such a a. Unfortunately, I'm going to use a negative term, but I don't really mean it that way. A chop job of yeah. kind of mashed together what they had because it was right at the beginning of yeah. uh, COVID. It, she Hulk doesn't have that, at least so far, because it was written, built, filmed, created during COVID. So they, yeah. they didn't they didn't have to scramble. This is the footage we have. Make a story out of it. They, they were able to build around it the yeah. way they wanted to. Um, and it shows. But yeah, no, it's it's a really good series. I mean, there's going to be some stuff. But a lot of the the, the negative reactions to She-Hulk, they are going to they actually address in the series. They know they know it's coming. You know, they know the review bombs are coming. The stupid YouTube videos. They know this is coming because it literally feeds into some of the um, stuff that happens in future episodes. They know that there's going to be this reaction to it. Um, but it seems like it seems like it's gone down very well. I think it's going to. I think it will pick up. Um, an audience because it's it is different. There's going to be a lot of people that are like, this isn't Marvel. I don't want like it's not always serious. You know, you go into your comic book store and there's 40 Marvel comics. They don't all have the same tone. You know, they all have different things, different things going on, and they appeal to different people. And we're kind of at that point really with the MCU. But I I, I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't say it's my favorite series. It's it, but I'm really enjoying it. And I've and like I said, I. I haven't got any negatives, which is really it's, it's nice, yeah. but it's just not in that. If you know, I think of like when I think of like Moon Knight and Loki, that were they were so much different. That was more traditional 
but she hulk's a lot of fun it kind of takes me back to the days of the you know the incredible hulk superman yeah, and clark in smallville good when there was good television series you know for this stuff it actually uh smallville is kind of yeah. what it reminds me of a bit obviously smallville is a bit more of a yeah. serious show it's supposed to be the origin of of superman over several years but tonally um the way it's edited the way it's sliced together yeah it, it's there's an underlying story but each week you can come in and just catch up on what's going yeah. on and that's all you really need to do uh mm. highly recommended at the moment obviously mm. we'll wait to see how it ends at the end because we've had some series that have started really strong and ended really poorly and you know but yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I have high, I have high confidence in this one. I'm wondering whether this one might work a little bit different because of the structure of how they're doing it. Um, because they can essentially just do a monster of the week for a couple of a couple of weeks in the middle, and it when it won't and it will just you know if Daredevil pops, we know Daredevil is going to pop in for an episode or or two, you know, and that will just do the mid season, and then we're into the final bit of the whatever the major story is, which we don't even know yet. Um, no, it's it's really solid. I, I'm really pleased with it. Yeah, um, um, yeah. The the special effects are the only thing, and they're not nearly as bad. No. I mean, we're 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 highlighting them simply because that's one of the only negative points to, yeah. to throw at it. Well, it kind of sometimes reminded me a little bit of a video game. Kind of, it kind of sometimes I kind of slid into like um, it wasn't as bad as them because you know we the glitches and stuff. But I, it just kind of like yeah, okay, it's not it's not perfect. But the first episode actually is the best of the CGI. I think it's uh, yeah. That this that's a traditional television yeah. thing. You lead with your best episode in terms of yeah. special effects, hook people, and then you can spend a little bit less on the later episodes because mm -hmm. people are already watching. Uh, it's tried and true. They've been doing yeah. this since like the '60s, if not earlier. Where it's like, yeah, look at the amazing special effects. This is the only time you're going to see them, but look at them. They're, they're yes. great. Well, there we go, guys. Thank you very much for checking out this week's episode. We'll be back next week with another um, episode of the What's on Disney Plus podcast. And on that note, guys. Thank you very much. We shall see you guys soon. Later. Yep. Uh, just really fast. You you may have noticed we're not talking about only murders in the building. Well, we're going to do that next week because yes. the season finale is next week. Yeah, and it was a bit a little bit like yeah, we're going to do we'll do a full breakdown next week of the only murders in the building and what else is well. I'll be talking as well about um welcome to Wrexham. That'll be one I'll be talking uh, about next yeah. week as well. On that note, guys, see you later soon. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.